Hi guys and welcome to the main sessions with cliffcentral.com. So, do you have a domestic worker? And if so, have you ever wondered what kind of boss you are? I mean, we all know what kind of boss we want, but are we able to be the boss we want to see in the world? So what do I mean? Well, some bosses seem hell-bent on making us miserable, and others are just completely negligent, right? But somewhere in between, there are those who strike the balance and bring out the best in us. They aren't our bosses in the traditional sense, because they don't make us feel inferior. But they aren't our friends because they hold us accountable to our potential. These rare people aren't obsessed with power, only with teaching and with results. We work beside them and they're willing to let go when we outgrow certain roles. Unfortunately, we're not all like that or that lucky. But we know someone who is and she's here with us today. Her name is Julie and she works for Penny Stain, who, like us, is on a mission to distill the true value of domestic workers in South Africa. Penny will actually be hosting a 12-part masterclass on crime prevention right here on The Maid Sessions. But today we wanted to introduce you to Julie, her domestic worker, and her co-host for the series to try and see what you and I can learn from their truly special relationship. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you? I'm good and you guys. Good, good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling I'm fine. You feeling good, huh? I'm feeling good. Cool. <laughs> Hello, Talisa Cindy. Hi, I'm Balin Jumane. How are you doing? <laughs> good and you? Shop, shop. All right. Julie, it's so good to have you. Um, and we'd love to get a background first of where you've come from and how you eventually got to where you are now. So let's start with a brief history of your background. Hi, Talisa and Bali. <laughs> hi Jules and everyone on Cliff everyone listening say hi to the listeners <laughs> hi to all listeners um, I'm happy to be here guys to just give you the brief of our background I grew up in Pumalanga where I grew up with my auntie okay and uh, I didn't have a good growing up anyway mm. because I didn't grow up with my mama she wasn't around right so it's it's a long story I can't explain, guys. But for now, mm-hmm. I just found my own way. Okay. Yeah. So I had to strive to get my own way. Okay. To find a job and to become as a domestic worker where I am because but I came with friends. Where was Jordan. your father? Uh, really, I can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> and before before you became a domestic worker, when you were younger, what did you want to be? I wanted to be a dressmaker. A dressmaker? Mm. Because I loved sewing. I had a sewing machine, which I had at home, which I used to be sewing and doing all those things. Do you still know how to sew? I'm perfect because right now, Penny was, uh, I was doing Penny's made t-shirts and Penny's aprons for domestic worker program. She's got a uniform for that. So I I was doing it for her. So just for now, I just got her. Married in culture with the men from Venda. Now I'm based in Venda. Ooh, Limpopo. those Venda men. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a bit. I've heard stories about those Venda men. Apparently it's rough to be a Venda bride. I heard it's good. It's no, nice. apparently when you greet, when you greet your husband or any one of the opposite sex, you have to lie down on the ground. You know what? He's not using uh. all his culture. Oh, really? He said you're open to do whatever you do. So you've never had to lie on the ground? No, no, no. I don't even know how to lie on the ground. <laughs> not even for his family? 
I do, but I don't do those. It's, okay. it's like you can just do whatever you feel like it, the way you grew up. You see, okay, it's not very easy, you see. Mm. So he gave me freedom to mm. say, just that's do whatever you want. You're very lucky. That's very rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's very and rare. Which, which culture are you from? I'm from the Develez there. Ah. Yeah, but I'm mixed the languages because I grew up here. I started coming to Jobek when I was young, so I'm mixed with most. Yeah, of the you look like here. one of those people who can speak most of the languages. <laughs> eh? Have you actually picked up on Venda? Do you know how to speak and understand Venda? Oh, I that's do. incredible. Like in the morning, they said to my children, I know what they mean. In, yeah, Zabuzi, See, this is why Penny loves you. <laughs> this is why she needs you like a little spy. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you end up becoming a domestic worker? Uh, I came here to job again. I uh, came to my friend where I met my friend. <coughs> then we started. We we decided we're going to go door by door looking for a job. Mm. Did you know what kind of job? I just told myself I'm going to be a domestic worker because okay. I didn't have mm. any experience. Has go. anyone in your family um, ever been a domestic worker apart from you? I think my auntie was a domestic worker. Okay, but uh, so you knew what the job was about. Because I grew up working very hard. Right. I knew that a domestic worker, you have to clean the house. That When I came here, I knew you have to clean the house, you have to do the washing, mm. those kind of things I grew up with. Okay. It's so interesting. Doing. You said you went door to door yes. to ask if you could be a domestic worker. Did you ever go like tailor to tailor to ask if you could be a dressmaker? Be, yeah, be a dressmaker, intern or something. I didn't have that confidence to go door by door trying to do those things. You know, when you've done something at home, you didn't go to do a course for it. Mm. Oh, I see. So you don't have a CV or whatever to say, I've done this before. Yeah. I've right. got this experience, you see. Yeah. But did you have a plan? So did you plan to become a domestic worker and then find a way to sew at the same time? Because a lot of people I find going into domestic work they don't plan on doing it forever, no? hmm. right? They just want to do it for a while until they make ends meet and maybe they can move on and do something that they love. So did you have a plan? Honestly, I told myself I need money. I need to look after myself. I'm going to be a domestic. By that time, I didn't have a plan or okay. anything. Okay. Mm. So I told myself if I get a job, maybe with a room where I can have a roof mm. over myself and then wake. That's mm. what I told myself, mm. to be honest. Mm. So that's why I was going door by door with my how friends. How old were you? 25. 25. How old are you now? Mm. Now I'm 44. So you've been a domestic worker for 19 years, huh? Yes, 19 years. Sure. 19 years. That's now. a long time. It is Do you have time. kids? Yes, I've got children. Four. Four. Four children. And at the time, did you have kids when you I had first one. came? A daughter, which I had when I was like 19 or okay. 18. So when I looked for a job, it was about looking after my child. Yeah, that was more important, right? That was more important. That's what I'm saying to you. I didn't have a plan of anything okay. else to say. If I get a job as a domestic worker, that will give me money on the table to look after my child. Okay. okay. What does your husband do? Uh, he just works for himself. Oh, okay. Businessman. Mm. Okay. Okay. And is he very supportive he financially? Very, he's supportive financially. That's great. You're very lucky. With hey? Because yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of South African women are raising kids by themselves, unfortunately. I know. It's very difficult, especially we domestic workers, mm. you see. Because you don't live with your More, partner. Yeah. You don't, sometimes you're not allowed to live with your partner. Yeah. You see. Where does so, he live? He lives in town. Okay. But Penny allows him to come as he feels like it, wherever. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Most of the time we've spent time with him. It's like Christmas, the New Year. Eve, Penistein prepared everything for us. So we had the Christmas, the New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve together with yeah. Penny also. Okay, so you you said that you, you, you kind of had a sense of what the job was about because it was, to you it sounded like more of the same, more of the things that you, you yeah, we were doing up growing up yeah. anyway. Yeah. But tell me what surprised you. Things that you didn't expect. Uh, at the job, when I got the job. Yeah. Like um, moments where you were just like, and then? Well, actually, how many families have you worked for? Uh, Penny is the second family I've worked for. Okay. First is the one which I was going door by door looking for a job. Yeah. So I worked for them for a year. Okay. 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 Yeah. So you have that one experience and <coughs> Penny. Yeah. Okay. So, so from that, So yeah. what were the things what that you didn't expect about the job? Um, What I didn't expect is that... Uh, Especially to be shouted at, you know. Mm. You, you, you know, I, I need people who tell me exactly, do this, do this, then I can do that. Mm. Than to be shouted at and screamed at, you see. Mm. Uh, to be treated like you, you're nothing, you're mm. not a human being, you mm. see. Mm. Mm. But I didn't go through those things a lot, you, you see. Okay. What I experienced in the first job is only that the employers were always onto each other. So that killed me because. I was always the go-between. Oh, right. Trying to calm them down. Right. And That's them coming, difficult. Running to me and comforting her. That's a very difficult and role. And trying That's to hide the children because yeah. the man was so abusive. Sure. Oh, wow. did, did you feel the pressure of doing that or did they put pressure on you to do that? Um, I, I think I put pressure myself to, to try and control the situation. Mm. Yeah. Because the moment the man starts, the madam runs to me. Mm. To come and try and hide in my room, in my little room, and in the your children. Room, huh? yes. That's incredible. And do you feel sometimes like you... they were fighting, and then he just kicked her in through the pool. I had to call the police sometimes and try and go Yo. in the house and hide the guns. Mm. And oh was, my god! My it was a very difficult situation, and I couldn't walk away. You know, I, I always feel. Were there ever consequences on you for calling the police? No, I didn't feel any consequences. Okay, so you were safe. I was safe because okay. I knew when they started, maybe they outside before they go into the house. Yeah. I knew where their guns were. Okay. And so the, the man, he didn't ever turn on you for protecting his wife? The man? Yeah. He no, didn't. no, he didn't touch me or, or did anything to me. Okay. The only oh. thing, even the children, he didn't touch the children, but it wasn't right because the kids were watching everything that right, was happening. Right, So I had to take the kids mm. and put them in my room. mm and then the Shucks. woman comes to my room. Then I keep them there. Then you won't come close to them there. Okay. But do you feel in that way that you really were able to make a difference in their lives beyond just being a domestic worker? I did feel that I was making a difference. But, you know, when you, you, you're still young, sometimes you grow up with a lot of problems. Mm. You don't see these things clearly. Mm. You just think, I'm just protecting my job. Yeah, oh, so that is that how you felt? Yeah. So it was more that's about your job. Honesty. It, it was, was more about, about protecting my, your job. That's true. I have to say the truth. What I was. No, and yeah. I think that's fair, that's right? Amazing, because yeah. you needed for your job to be sustainable. You needed a stable home environment. Exactly. That's what I needed. Right. Yeah. So I was doing it for wow. my job. Also, I did feel for the children, but I said maybe if I control the situation and try and make these people live. A happy life. Then my job will be happy because they loved me, honestly. Right. And did that work? 
Um, it worked because the moment when I, I said one day, I think I have to look for another job because here I'm not happy the way you're doing things. I was talking to the madam, you see. She said to me, if I lose you, Julie, I don't know if I'll get somebody like you. Mm. Because you always do things for me that you, you, you've got a personal going. You see, when you've got a personal going, that you always there for me. Mm. It's not like you are my domestic. It's like now you are part of my family because when I've got problems, I can talk to was you. Was she good to you? She was very good to me. Okay. And did she care about you and your problems and your family? She did. Okay. That's she did. Wonderful. That must have been Especially with my daughter, she did. She was giving me a lot of things and she cared a lot about me. But what made you leave then? Um... I, 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 it, it's money, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's what I can say. <laughs> Is that how you ended up? My opinion? friends started talking. Yes, then I left the job. Mm. So I had to go. I said, um, "I'll find another job." I went to stay with my friends. She said, "Let's just look for a job." I just worked uh, for like two weeks at the petrol garage. I was. Oh, did you tell us about that? As a <laughs> so, did you did you pour petrol? Were you a no, petrol no, no, attendant? No, 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 no. I was uh, I was answering the phones and okay. making tea, you know, like it, like right. that. Gotcha. So, uh, I, I was doing all those. And you things. didn't like that, huh? I didn't like it. How come? The phone was irritating me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't used to all those things. Talking people, calls were coming, and then I have to answer the phones. I have to make them tea. I have to sweep. I have to clean and do all those things. And then after that, I have to catch a text and go far and live with my friends and. I needed a quiet environment to be on my own. Okay. So I, I, I was working there for two weeks. Then my friend said, I've, I've, I've got a lady who's looking for somebody. She's from Cape Town. Penny was from Cape Town from that time. Mm, mm. So she was new in Jobbik. Mm. So I just went there straight. Okay. And before we, we, we go ahead, just what have been the, the good things about the job? Things that surprised you pleasantly. Mm. So you said the negative was that you didn't expect people to treat you the way they did, right? You didn't expect mm. people to shout at you, um, which is hard. But what were some of the positives? It's that those people were treating me so nicely that I felt like a human being from mm. where I'm coming from. So they even allowed that you can go and fetch your daughter. And they were giving and they were making feel happy, you know. Mm. So they provided everything for me, the security, and I felt like I'm now living the life I wanted, you see. Very interesting. Was it the life you wanted? Not really, but I was still thinking that I'm working for those people, but the time will come, we will separate, so I need to have something in life. So I didn't know what to do. So here's an interesting thing. Do you think... There's a lot of people who are satisfied doing this work because they know it could be worse. And that's why they feel satisfied because you hear stories where people are worse off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're working for somebody, you feel satisfied with where you are mm. because you never know where you're going. Okay. You know, you, you might leave and then you might find the situation is too bad. Mm. But and, uh, it, it, it is when you're staying there, you know those people. Mm. You know their environment, how they live, and used to them, used to what they're doing. So it's difficult sometimes to move on. It takes a strong person. Mm. So what gave you that courage? Because it couldn't have just been money. <laughs> I think it was my friends also. Okay. They said you can't stick to one job. 
Yeah. Try somewhere else. Try something different. Mm. So I said, but I'm still going to look for a, a domestic work. So you didn't want to try out uh, tailoring? I still didn't have that courage to go and try that. I thought <laughs> these people would come say, but I, I wasn't good also in English. That's what I can tell you. So oh, I was, wow. um, I, I'm still not good, but now I can see, I can no, talk to people. No, no, you no, see, no, I can try excellent. everything. You're you excellent. But by that time, it was difficult for me to approach people and try and talk because uh, I wasn't very good in that. Maybe that's what made me not to think of going and approaching those people in those industries, you see. Mm. So because domestic workers, you can go, even if you can't speak English, you can work. Yeah. Mm. And you, you just talk in signs. Do you think say, it's harder if you can't speak English, particularly if you're working for employers that speak English? Do you think it's harder to stand up for yourself, to defend yourself? It's very hard to d- defend yourself because whatever they tell you, you do it. Mm. Sometimes they just point, do this, do, you just do, you can't say, no, I don't want to do this thing. So do you, do, have you met people or do you have friends who you find are, are depressed or frustrated just because they can't talk back to their employers? A lot of people like we go to Penny's meetings right, like right now. I've been teaching when Penny was uh, sick, you know, mm. she told you the story for six months. Mm. Some of them are, are coming to me and telling me stories, which I can't say, you see, because mm. uh, they're very, very bad. Some people are still abused. Mm. Yeah, it's because uh, I can't say it's it's the employers or them. It's because of that. If you don't have a relationship with your employer, mm. then there will be abuse in there because it comes with relationship and trust mm. and honest. Mm. So if there is no trust, there is no honest. I don't think anything. It's it's like in a marriage. If there is no honest and trust. Nothing can work. So you need to have trust between the two of you. And you need communication Mm. between the two of you. If you communicate, that will be good because it's like me and Penny. If I'm not happy, I just say, Penny, can we sit down? I've got something to say. I'm not happy with the way you're doing things like this. Was it always like that, though, with you and Penny? Or is that something that you were able to develop over time? Uh, you know, with Penny from the beginning, as I said, when I went there for an interview, she didn't even interview me. Mm. I walked in, she had like six dogs. Then the dogs didn't even bark at me. I loved the dog. She said, you've got the job because my dogs love That's incredible. <laughs> and you know what? For and someone like Penny who must have had trust issues because of everything she's been through, right? Mm. Um, with with crime and, and all of that and... and um, you know, there was the incident where she was attacked and it was an inside job and it was it was someone who worked for her in her home. Mm. So it must have been very difficult for her to trust. Yeah, it was difficult for her to, to trust because it was... And, and, and the truth I can say, Penny had trust because she trusted me, you see. It came from the people who knew me. Okay. You know, I can say it was, I had a boyfriend mm. that time. And it was the uncle of my boyfriend who did those things. So just because Penny trusted oh me, goodness. yeah, I have to tell the truth here. That is amazing, mm. Julie. So I think because first time they came to me and locked me inside with a wire coat hanger so that I mustn't see them who they are who are doing this. Okay, things. right. So for those of, I mean, we did an interview with Penny and she kind of explained the story, but I'd be very interested to hear it from your point of view. So mm. what happened? Um, you see, he was a gardener working for Penny also. Okay. So this is your boyfriend's uncle. Yeah. Boyfriend's uncle. Okay. He he was working for Penny. Mm. So 
all the time when Penny say do this, arguing with Penny, mm. when Penny tells him to do this, he didn't like some of the things. So there were arguments between the two of them. So uh, I, I don't know what happened, you mm. see, by that time. The next thing, I don't even know, because they knew the property very well. He was around the property all the time. He was coming and visiting. So we were taking him as a family, you see. So the next thing, he didn't come himself. He sent people mm. to come and do the job. He was old. Anyway, he couldn't do that. Mm. So he sent youngsters to come and do the job. So I don't know how they came into the property. So they came through via my room. Mm. So they took a, a quiet... A, Wire cutting, you see those old wire cutting. Yeah. So they put in my room. My room is those old doors where you can put in. Then and they, they locked you in. They locked me in, you see. So when when they locked me in, they just went around me and Penny. We were far away from each other. That property was very very big. Mm. So they went around to Penny. But by that time, we didn't know about domestic watch with Penny or anything else. Mm. So. Penny always slept with the doors wide open and the windows wide open because she, she was a smoker anyway. So she... Is this in Cape Town? No, no, no. no this here. is now in Jobek. In Jobek. Sure. No, I started working for Penny here in Jobek. Penny okay. moved to Jobek yes. due to family problems. Gotcha. Just so. Okay. Um, so they went in through to Penny's bedroom. There were two of them, as she said. Mm. So they were strangling her. They started strangling her. Could so you I, hear what was going no, on? No, I didn't hear. I heard the noise at my door, but I was so scared. I couldn't go out. I fear for my life. Yeah, also. of course. So I didn't even try and go out. Of course. So they tried to strangle Penny. So Penny just uh, started biting. She told you the yeah, story. So she, she begged it to bite one of the fingers of one of them. Mm. So she said she hears the she heard the the speaking in their language. She didn't mm. even hear what they're saying. Mm. So they started running away. That's when she heard that there were two people in the room. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit to what happens after that. Did that affect your relationship with Penny at all? No. Not at all, hey? Not at all. She didn't pull back from you? She didn't no, no, because, become suspicious? No, no. Uh, she was suspicious because I was on her side. Mm. I said, I'm also suspecting those people. Mm. I didn't try to protect them also. I even said to my boyfriend, Something has happened like this and this and this. He also suspected them. Hmm. So we were on Penny's side. Hmm. But we never got to the point where we can catch them or whatever because we didn't have any proof yeah. or anything to prove that. Because the moment when Penny was drinking, she ran to my room to come and try and open for me. Then I tried to call the police. But it took us a long time for the police to come. When I was at the church, I had somebody talking about, oh, that's the guy who came to try and do this and this. I said to Penny, you know what, Penny, I've heard somebody saying this and this. But it was like after five years. Did you ever find out what the intentions were? Like were the intentions maybe just to scare you but not really to harm? Because they didn't steal anything, right? No, they didn't steal anything. I think they were trying to scare Penny Yeah. to try and say you must pay us more money. Or I can't even say or to say stop what you're doing. So I didn't get to the bottom of the truth what they wanted these people. Did you ever feel like Penny used to treat you differently to the way she treated your boyfriend's uncle in terms of respect or having a trust relationship? 
No, Penny didn't treat me differently. It's just the the, treat, the treatment she was giving me from the beginning. It continued still the same. Mm, okay. She didn't change her attitude towards me because we had this police officer, which we called. He said, you come and help us. He came, he sat with us. Uh, it sort of, it was like giving us counseling and everything. And so we were together with Penny. Okay. So... Okay. Penny was always good to me. That's what I can say. Because it was, by that time, it was only me and Penny, the two of us in the property. Mm. So you must then be very passionate about the work she does because you've experienced a lot of abuse firsthand. Yes, I am. But at the beginning, you know, when she was going, it was run by the police. Mm. I said, Penny, I don't like this thing. It's boring. Mm. It was boring anyway because it was just few people. You're going there, you sit, and people start feeling sleepy and all those <laughs> things. And so I said, Penny, it's boring. But as time goes on, I started attending. When Penny started to, to take over, mm. then she started printing the lessons out, giving us lessons and making it exciting. And the lady started coming by that time. So I said, well, Penny, I think I'm going to start attending with you. So I was always going with Penny and I was her personal assistant. And I find that very mm. cool because that's what she says all the time. She never refers to you as her domestic worker. She's always like my personal assistant, Judy. I've been doing everything from domestic worker, personal assistant, being Penny's nurse and everything. You can count it. I can do anything else, you see. On that note, what have you learned through this journey with Penny, through your relationship? You know, I've learned a lot because uh, I'm, I'm very strong now. I can do anything else, mm. you see. And what I've learned is that in life, when you're working for somebody else, don't complain. If they say do this, you can do it. If they say go extra miles, just do extra miles because you never know what you're doing to yourself. You might be giving yourself some lessons which you've never had in life. Mm. So, because I've noticed some of the people, they just go to work saying, my time is 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. If the employer asks, can you just uh, give me 10 minutes? Say, no, 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 my time is up. You see, there's no relationship there. Mm. And also maybe sometimes if the domestics say, I want to go to do something during the work hours, the, the employer say, no, don't do this. You see. Those kind of things, they don't give a strong relationship in your work. Mm. And like me with Penny, Penny allows me to do things, even if it's her hours, you see. But we don't have hours, me and Penny, that's what right, I can tell right. you. I just go in when I feel like it, but I just do it as a, do the working routines. But uh, if I'm tired, I say, Penny, you know, today I'm feeling very tired. So I will take it slowly. She said, well, you're the manager of the house. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a lot I've learned from Penny. I can even speak even now in front of people because when she went to the hospital, I couldn't even stand. She always, we go together. She always said, Julie, st stand up and talk and give stories because at home you do it with me. I said, Penny, I can't stand in front of people. I, I usually, when she said, Julie, then I ran away. I just hide outside. <laughs> so but when she was in the hospital, I just said, I've got no choice. I have to do it for Penny. So I stood up. I started, I did it for like four months to five months. I started teaching them. I took the lesson. I started reading what's so in you're there. now a teacher as well as a personal assistant and a nurse. 
and a bodyguard. <laughs> you know, it was amazing because I didn't know how I got through this because when she was sick, I had to be at the hospital. I had to to be at the meetings and we starting 10. I have to go see Penny first and give her what she wants and go to the meetings. Maybe they two a day. After that, I have to go and check her. I have to go home. I've got children to take care of. I've got penis dogs to yeah. take care of. Yeah. So I had to do all those things. I didn't see any problem, which means they did empower me. They made me feel strong. Mm. I'm a strong person because of what I've been doing. Mm. And see. did you develop a teaching style? So we know Penny is very, very animated and makes a lot of jokes. Did you also establish a style for I've yourself? I've been doing the same. Like I've been <laughs> making jokes, you see, you know. Penny's got a lot of sense of humor, but I do. But when I started talking, some of them saying, you, you're beginning to be like Penny because I was trying to adopt some of what Penny's doing. Instead of reading the lesson, I was doing the storytellings like Penny. And how were you received? Some of them, are, um, they, they, they were happy with me, but some of them I, were unhappy. Mm. They were just saying, we can't. Listen to Julie talking because I think it was that thing of saying she's a domestic. What is she going to t teach us here? Mm. But some of them came to me. They said, you know what, Julie, you've got a talent. You have to use it. The problems. One lady came straight and said, you know what? Uh, we domestic with the ones who are letting ourselves down mm. because we, we, we don't want to empower ourselves. Mm. We think we are domestics. Mm. We can't do anything else. Mm. And it's true. Mm. So do you think in a sense they didn't believe in you because they didn't believe in themselves? They thought to themselves, you know, you can't, you know, when you think someone is the same as you but, and you can't see yourself doing something, mm. then you might not think they can do it either. I think that's... So I don't think it was about you then. Maybe it was no, no, it, was ab it wasn't about me. It was about them, you see. Mm. But some of them were very, very happy because where they didn't understand, sometimes I read a lesson where they don't understand, then I have to explain in their language. Some mm. don't understand, you see. Mm. You see, you, you, you speak in English, they don't understand when you, what are you trying to say here? So they come personal to me. They say, Julie, it's good you're here because we can ask questions. And I was doing it different from Penny because I usually talk for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I say to them, now it's open to everybody. Mm. Anybody who's got a story, anybody who wants to tell us what's the experience she's been through. Mm. Or he's been through. Mm. You can stand up and talk. That's good for building trust, right? Just it's it's about us here. Yeah. It's not about me being a teacher. Yeah. You know, I'm not a preacher here. I'm a teacher. So a teacher and a preacher is different. A preacher just preaches and nobody stand up and ask questions or whatever. But a teacher asks the children questions and they respond. How is Penny diff different from other employers? You know, there, there must be something very special about her, I think, that we can all learn from. I think there's definitely something special about you and about her. Because obviously you know better than anyone else. Is, <laughs> people str often people struggle to build these relationships with their domestic worker. Mm -hmm. You know? Um Often they struggle to get to get to know each other and to get along, let alone to to build each other up. And you guys have built each other up. So what what makes Penny special? If you had to if you had to advise another madam who wanted mm. to be like Penny and get mm. the most out of their domestic worker, mm. what would you say? Um, you know, first I will talk about Penny. What makes Penny special to me? 
you know, you have to sit with your 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 medium. You say I won't call your medium with like Penny. She doesn't want me to use the word medium mm. anyway. So I had to sit with her, and she said with me. She said, you know what, Julie, feel free. Whatever you want to ask me, what you want to say, what you want to talk about, you're free to me to say. So the first thing I went to her, I said, you know what, Penny, I've got children. I don't want my children to live without me. That will make me unhappy every day. Mm. So Penny said, your children are welcome to come and live with us. Mm. So that made me very, very happy in my job because you know what? It's so nice to have children around you. Mm. I love my children so much. I love them more than my job. You know, those are the first. I said, you know, Penny, my first priority is my children. I don't want them to have the life I had. Mm. So I want them to grow in a different way. So she said, you're welcome, Julie, to do that. And she's so special because she's not demanding too much. You know, the side where Penny demands it's because she's, she's too busy. Mm. She, she, she's always up and down. You go with her anyway. She walks so fast. I said, Pen, I can't deal with all those things. You go <laughs> on your own. So that I cannot deal with. Her. She goes shopping on her own because I can't deal with the way she walks at the shops. She's, she's too fast with everything. She talks too much anyway, wherever she goes. <laughs> so before she was embarrassing me because I said, Pen, I can't go when you're doing the, these things because you're so embarrassing every time you talk. You call my name and you say, my Julie, and you want to kiss me in front of everybody. <laughs> so those things I said, Penny, I'm not comfortable around when you do those things. She said, oh, you get over it. This is Penny's uh... thing. So I get used to pain. I said, oh, this person is like this. Mm, she's so very I, open. I have to adopt what she's doing. Then I started doing all those things, you see. When we're teaching we talk, the lessons, she said, Julie, it's now your turn. And then I start talking about it. I said, you know what? I'm not crazy like this lady. It's very crazy. <laughs> so they start laughing. So they, they Do you think they're surprised that you can talk to your employer like that? A lot of them, they get surprised. They said, well, Julie, how do you get to talk to, to, to your employer like that? Because mm. I can't even talk to my madam. If I try and say, let's see, she tells me you're here to work, not to talk to me. Mm. Just do your work and go. Because, you know, in some places, they just come in the morning. Already the master and the madam are gone. They've got the keys to go in. They go in, they wake. They, when they leave, they're not back. They lock the house and throw the keys inside and go. Mm. So how does it work like that? Mm. You're not even seeing each other. You're not even talking to each other, which is make it difficult when there's time where you have to work when they're there. Because you won't feel comfortable. You don't know these people. You have to know who you're working for. And have you found anything? I mean, you're talking about feeling embarrassed and things, but it's not quite a negative thing about having such a close relationship. But have you found anything that you think has been quite difficult about having such a wonderful and open relationship? Yes, it's it's so difficult because I'm I'm taking Penny as my employer, isn't it? So when it comes to that, we're so open to each other. Then their time comes, I need to do my job. Mm. But she comes to me, she feels like talking because she, she always craving for talking. <laughs> then she comes and disturbs me. Then I say, Penny, aren't you booking your fees or anything else and just disappear in this house? Because I can't wait when you're around here. You're too much for me. <laughs> and you get to irritate me. I start waking sure. and you're you really my manager, neck, huh? And then I just tell you, just, just go. 
of course, I'm not saying there are no ups and downs. There are. Mm. But, you know, we're trying to control them. Even in the families, you know that they ups and downs. You as families, you've got these differences and everything. But those are normal. Mm. But there is a time when I'm working, I don't need Penny around me. Yeah. Mm. Because she's too much anyway, guys. That's what I can tell you. <laughs> but now, no, because it, it's a wonderful thing and it's rare in South Africa what you have. And look, everything has its challenges. Mm. But certainly I think so much would improve if more people had the kind of relationship that you have with Penny, right? Mm. And so from your point of view, just for the country as a whole, if you can think just broadly, right? Mm. What do you think would improve if more people had more open, more constructive, more positive relationships with their domestic workers? Um, I think what the the thing that will improve it's it's mainly crime. You see, mm. you know what? If there is no relationship in a working environment, mm. there is too much talking behind each other. Mm. It's like, let's, let me make an example. If me and Penny don't have a relationship and we've got our differences, I'll start talking about Penny behind her back and she will start talking to her friends. I talk to my friend, let's say you're my friend, I talk about Penny. Penny is like this and this. That friend of mine got another friend. Mm. I don't know. That friend will pass it to that friend, say, you know, she's, says ah, this and this. Okay. And then that one also got a friend. Ah. So that information with End up lending, lending to the okay. bad people. So you end up. That's very interesting. That's how the bad information is spread out. That's a and very then interesting thing. When you're, you're talking, you're not noticing that you spread. You're trying to cause that's some funny. danger in your life. That's funny because people think gossip is bad because well, it's just not a nice thing to talk about other people. But from that point of view, if you think about it, if you think about it as passing on information. Mm. Personal information about people mm. That is dangerous It's very dangerous Even me when I'm not happy in the job I'd rather talk to Penny than I've got children I've got to my children I said you know what My boss is not good to me She's treating me badly like this You know You, you never know how your kids are taking this thing mm. They they might pass it to other to bad people And they say no you know what We'll find people who sort out your mother's boss So tell me about that by the way mm. Do you find that a lot of the crime that comes out of that is is not necessarily um, because people are trying to steal. But do you find there's a lot of crime that, that comes out of anger? People are trying to get you back. Yeah, there is crime from anger. Always Penny say there's a crime of opportunity where they walk in streets. They see the gate opened. Mm. They take chances. They go in. Right. They can hijack you or do anything else. But some crime... The criminals, they come and gather, they just drive around checking what's going on. But some of it, it's inside information, mm. you see. It's like when I talk to my children and it's like, I'll tell you a story. One of the stories, they said this lady, the children was, were living in the location and she's working there. Mm. So those kids came and they started walking around the house and they saw that there's TV. They get food, which they've never eaten, you see. So what happened is when those kids went back to where they live, they were telling everybody, my mom is living in a luxury. Mm. When you go in, you go like this, mm. there's a pool, mm. you know. And they were telling it, these stories to the wrong people. And those people said, oh, where do your mother work? So they started talking. It's children, they don't know what they're saying. Mm. 
So those people, they said, okay, just give us directions and everything. Mm. We'll sort this problem out. You see, you'll get rich. Even your mother will get rich. Mm. So they've got all the information, how to get into the house, how to do these things. Sometimes we pass information, not knowing that we're passing out the information, even our employers, where they work. They talk about their houses, how it looks like. like, There's some people listening, so they never know. Who's listening to you, what you're saying and what you're doing? Uh, that, that is it. Just that one thing can save your life. Just knowing, just thinking about who you're talking to and what you say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about who you're talking to. You must know people you are talking to. Don't just trust anybody else, you see. Because you, you think this person I know, I trust, but it will be your enemy okay. at the end of the day. So where do we start? How do you think better relationships can start to develop? And how did you start with Penny? Um, I think the first thing is trust and honesty. Yeah. You know. But what in it- both parties, you see, not let's say domestic or whatever. The the employer must be honest to a domestic. The first time you employ, you must be honest. But if Penny didn't if Penny wasn't honest to you, would you have felt like you can be honest to her? No. So does it start with the employer? It it must be. It, it, uh, if she wasn't honest to me, I was going to just stay and check how far it goes, mm. you see. But I have to be open and tell you first. If she still doesn't take it, then which means I'm not going to be honest. It's like the, there was a story in Sunning Hill. This lady, I don't know, it was about the money, Sarah or whatever. She was stabbed to death because she didn't pay her in time. Mm. Mm. So this lady went to fetch kids. When she came back with the legally one, this lady stabbed her to death. With the legally one, left them in the pool of blood and, oh and left. It, it starts also from them because they don't make the situation comfortable. So it has to be in both parties. You, you must agree on something. But if you're not, because I need money, I'll pretend as why if I you, like it. Why do you think? Okay, so we understand that that is the problem. Is It's a trust issue mm. and a comfortability issue. Yeah. But why does that problem exist? Like, where is it coming from? You know, I can't say because, you know, as I'm saying, it's trust. So if there is no trust, then a lot of things develop. Yeah. It, it also comes from that... An employer's got money. I don't have money. Okay. But I'm here to work for you, to help you. Mm. And you are helping me. Mm. So I'll be like this because I don't, I'm, I'll be lower. Yeah. Was there anything that you did, maybe with your first employer or with Penny, that might have made them feel like they can trust you? Like, was there anything in your actions that if they were maybe cold people, they could think, okay, maybe you can be trusted? Um, when I'm working for people, you know, I, I would like to have that personal relationship, you know, first. So do you just try? I try hard to say, let's have a, like, treat each other like a family. Mm. Let's not treat each other like a strangers that because you want somebody to work for you, you have to take me. Let's put the rules that let's be family and trust each other and work like a family. Not to say I'm coming here to work and then... Even if I say I can't do this, then I must do it by force. Mm. 
Yeah. It must be that if I say, no, this I can't do. You say, okay, you'll do it another day. It's fine. Not to say, no, I'm paying you for that. That makes, cause anger. Mm. And, and then, you know, as domestics, because they don't have money, they've got nothing. They keep the anger inside. Mm. Every time you do bed, they keep it inside a lot of them. But when they take it out, mm. it will come in a bad way. Mm. It's ugly. It will be very, very ugly. You know, it's not that it's their problem. It's because you don't want to have a, a, a communication with them. Have any of the domestic workers that have come to Penny's classes ever asked you how you and Penny have ended up having the relationship you have? Has any of them asked you for advice? A lot of them. But when I tell them, they say, you're very lucky because Penny's open. Then I tell them, you know what? It took me years also to get Penny to be like this. She's not 100%. That is perfect. There's some small things which I didn't like, but I was trying to work over them. Mm. And as time goes on, she's, you have to talk. If you don't like thing, you have to talk. If she doesn't understand, just keep on saying it. It will get through mm. one day. Mm. Because if you say it one day and then you ignore it, and then she will think, no, it's gone. So I have to continue doing this, even if it's wrong. You have mm. to keep on talking every time. Make them sit. Talk to them. Like you go to the lessons, you come back, you say, let's sit down. I want to teach you what's happening because they've got no clue what's going on out here. We, the security guards, we left with the house in danger. When criminals come first, they hit us. Mm. We lose our lives, but if they come and attack their property, they can replace their properties. But if my family loses me, my children suffer. Yeah. What are the most valuable things you've learned from Domestic Watch? Uh, what I've learned is that most domestics, when they um, go to look for jobs, they go there, you know. When they told you, you got a job, you have to start, they don't give them good tools mm. to do the job. Mm. You have to go, have everything for, your, for yourself to protect you, to protect their house. You have to know what to do in your job. And you have to have protection also at the same time. So even if when they're employing somebody, you have to sit and understand each other first and take the information for your domestic and the information for you. Mm-hmm. You know, some domestics, they come and work for people. There's some employers who don't even know where they are domestics, family or where they come from, like this lady who stepped to the madam, mm. just disappeared. They don't know where she was from, coming from where. So you can't trust them. So you have to be careful when you're doing all those things. Make sure you follow the right things. But people can't follow the right things because some, most of us, we're breaking the law. Mm. We know the law just its too much for us sometimes. Mm. You have to pay this, you have to pay this. So they just take shortcuts. Mm. If I do this, I have to register this. I have to do this. I have to pay extras. So that's why it's difficult. Oh, it's just amazing how it can work against you yeah, so badly. Yeah, because it's badly. for your protection at the end of the day, you know. Mm. And I think people just so, think it's admin, but it's not. Yeah, but it, it's very good to live in a happy environment. Mm. Just do the things right mm. so that you're also happy. Because if you don't do them right, and then it will be bad for you at the end of the day. The other thing I would say, it's for the ladies out here, most of them who are doing domestic worker. They must be strong. 
they mustn't think that uh, we are domestic workers, we can't do anything else in life. Mm. They must have relationship and talk to your employers. Can I do this? Can I go and do this out? They've got their off days, they've got everything else. You can empower yourself so that when they go home, sometimes you retire, you go home, you can have something to do. Mm. Like I can say Penny has taught me a lot of things, mm. which even if I say I can walk away from Penny now, which I won't do, I can do many things in my life. That's amazing, Jules, and I think you're such an amazing example, um, both to other domestic workers but also to South Africans in general about mm. how, how much more domestic workers can do um, for for our country, for our communities, and you know, we spent the whole of last year on the show talking about just trying to get to know domestic workers and the work they do, some of their issues, right? Mm. Um, and I think predominantly last week, last year we spoke about issues, but now I'm really excited for people to, to see, um, how much more value, how much existing value you add, but how much more value you can, you can add to, to life in South Africa. And I think that this, this crime prevention series with Penny is going to do just that. I think you're, just the right person and i can't wait for you to show south africans uh what what you can do and and people like yourself so thank you so much for coming yeah and thank just you <laughs> thank you so much a, a taster. just get open up don't bulky everything inside Open up. You're being abused. You're not abused. Just open up. You're truly a wall of insights. I'm learning so much just from hearing you. Um, And I really am looking so forward to the Masterclass series. Thank you. And in fact, I mean, just hearing you, I would love to maybe online get just different responses from different people, either domestic workers or people who have domestic workers. And now of the domestic workers that have very interesting talents, as you have many, Julie. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just... Just let us know on Twitter or on Facebook um, about any hidden talents or not so hidden talents that your domestic workers have. We'd really love to hear from you. So just go to Twitter on at Made Project. That's M-A-I-D-E Project, as well as Facebook, which is simply the Made Sessions. Um, and we look really forward to presenting the masterclass to you guys. Please stay tuned. It's going to be quite amazing. Have yeah, a great it's evening. Yeah, life-saving and life-changing. Um, peace. Thanks for joining us. Bye, have a lovely evening. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.